The regular season is upon us Wednesday at Sacramento, then home against the Suns for the Blazers. We are going to be off and running, but will the Blazers still be playing come late April when the playoffs kick in? We will be discussing that and more right here on the Blazer Focus Podcast. I am Aaron Fentress. I cover the Blazers for the Oregonian and Oregon Live. And the Blazers Focus Podcast is brought to you by Zoom Care, which I did not go Zoom to. Care. I did not go to this time, Craig. I know in the past I had a Zoom Care story every time, but I did not go to. But I have not caught the flu since I got my shot from Zoom Care. So yeah. that's a pro, as a check in the pro box for Zoom Care. Uh, Craig, are you ready? Are you ready for some regular season? Do you have a fantasy draft? I have one tonight. FYI. You know, it's weird. I do fantasy baseball, football, but I don't do basketball. What? I've never been, I don't know anybody. No, you never, you didn't ask. You didn't ask. <laughs> you would ask. I, I would have signed up. I have the eighth no. pick and I'm thinking Dane might be there at eight. What do I do? Do I roll you the do dice? What's best for your team. Do I roll the dice? You do what's he's best back? for your team. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't draft him. Is it, un, is it unethical to ask him if he's going to be worth the eighth pick? Would that be? <laughs> it's stupid. Can I ask it's not that? unethical. Yo, Dane, yo, yo, I'm going to the eighth pick, man. He'll be out. No? Are you going to be good this year or what? Are you going to be good? (laughs) But yeah, we're doing the preseason Blazers Focus podcast. I'm pumped about that. I love, you know, it's going to be the kind of thing we play back in, in, uh, you know, seven months and realize how, just really how incompetent we are. We? uh, Or maybe right. We? that's right. Look, at you're, you're much more confident uh, in, in yourself than my prediction. Well, plus, I'll just... Del- uh, but we'll see I'll, who's right. Plus, if I'm wrong, I, I have access to delete the pod, so... And you spin, spin, spin. You always spin. Uh, but before we get to that, spin. you're the one who said it. You said it last week. You said last week you're, you're a master at, at spinning. I can say it. Uh, I can see it. Oh, okay. Is that how it is? Yeah, that's how it is. All right. Is that all right? All right. But before we talk about, we get into the the whole predictions and of the season, some news today. Nasir Little signs a $28 million extension. I know you were at uh, the practice facility today, got to talk to Nasir. Um, what was his whole – did he give you a reason why he was excited about this? I was a little surprised at that number, but uh, – um, you know, $28 million for a young guy that has a potential to outplay that contract. But uh, what was uh, what were his thoughts? I was surprised when I saw it. Four years, $28 yep. million, $7 million a year. And he's got one year left on this deal. So that's five years at about $32, $33 million uh, in the NBA this day and age. It just it didn't sound right. Like, I would think that that's, I don't know. It's just weird because it, it, that's the thing. If... If he's playing if. a high level for a long stretch of time, which he's never done. Yeah. And so we talked to him today about that after practice. And he said, look, uh, yeah, I could have gambled like Anthony Simons did or even uh, Nurkic or Gary Trent a few years ago and tried to play my way into some money. But he, he admitted that the injury history is real. He's only played in 138 games, I think, in three years. Uh, and he didn't really have a, a, a body of work that screamed more money. He's not going to be a starter this year. He's, he hasn't been on a full recovery. He's made a full recovery yet. Excuse me, he's been a full recovery. But his game hasn't bounced back yet from the two surgeries he had. So he's not quite 100%. He lost the starting job to Josh Hart. So he's going to be a backup. So does he say, I'm going to roll the dice this year and hope that I can get more money next summer? Or does he just take the $28 million, knowing he's only 22? So he's going to be 27 when his contract's over. So if he, if he does well, he's going to be still be in line for a big deal. And this is after the salaries are really going to start to explode again. So if he plays well, he could easily get a $100 million deal in a few years. And he said money is not the most important thing to him anyway. So he took it. 
He feels good about it. He feels at ease. More power to him. But man, I just think if they get out of him what his potential is, and he said this too. He said, I believe I'm better. My talent level is better than the contract value, but he hasn't shown it yet. Like he just hasn't proven it yet. So he's going to take the money and see what happens in four years, five years. I was, like I said, I was surprised. That's not a lot of money for a guy, you know, if, if he's ever a starter. I know that $7 million a year is not a lot of money, but, you know, when guys are, you know, his guy, Anthony Simon, just signed $100 million. He hasn't been an all-star starter, you know what I mean, or anything like that. Or, I mean, he's showed potential. But, yeah, I, I, look, I'm never going to poo-poo a guy signing, you know, guaranteeing himself $28 million, generational money. But I was surprised that he would not bet on himself a little more than that because – if he does get in the starting lineup next year, he's going to be probably the most. He'll be the. Uh, he'll probably have the smallest contract for a smart a starting forward in the NBA if he's making seven million. Uh, but again, good for you know the Blazers to me. Oh my God! And there's and barely any risk for this. You get into you know, trade talks with somebody. You know, it's right crazy for a bigger piece. And you say, hey, we can throw in a yep. little. He's good. He's a oh, rotational yeah. player with potential. He only makes seven million dollars a year. <laughs> it fits under your cap. Fits under your cap. The only time it won't it won't help is getting a big contract. That's the only part that it won't help. Because <laughs> if you're like, well, we could send you our, you know, our if he becomes a star starting forward, it could be an add on. Yes, no, no doubt there could could be that. Uh, but yes, I think that it was a surprising number for a lot of people. Uh, but again, I've never, no one's ever said to me, do you want to take 28 million now? Or do you want to wait and try to get a hundred million? <laughs> like no one's ever got given me that. Uh, so it was strange. Like I caught myself standing at the interview thinking to myself, I'm literally sitting here thinking that this guy shouldn't have taken 22 year old. Million. Right. What kind of world, what kind of wacky world do I live in? Where I'm like, dude, you took 28 million. What's wrong with you better than that? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, I think you know what though. Here's the thing. It was refreshing though to hear a guy say, "Yeah, I have potential, but I haven't really shown it. I had one good month last year, and I'm not going to be cocky and arrogant about this. I want to be here. They want me here. They're paying other guys a lot of money. They're about to pay Grant money. You just paid Ant. I mean, at some point, you just go so far into the tax." It's not worth it. So then they would probably, I, I want to bet they said to him, look, we can't give you X because if we do, we're going to be that much more. Right. You know? So uh, for him to just say, hey, I'm going to bet on myself and play the next four years and uh, next five years and uh, see where I'm at, you know, then. Yeah. See, I take it the other way. I, I take it that he didn't really bet on himself because he signed a four year contract for 28 million. Like to me, it would have been betting on yourself. Well, yeah. So, I, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. No, I mean, betting yourself for one year versus betting on. Taking the security while yeah. also knowing that you can still play well and get a bigger deal down the road. That's that's how I meant it. But yeah, you're right. Betting on yourself yep. in the nope. future would be more in line with that phrase. But anyway, go ahead. You were saying? Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, again, I, for the Blazers, if he the only thing this could end up doing is if he plays extremely well, he's going to be really unhappy with that contract. He's going to hold out. Old-fashioned hold out. He's going to hold out. Here's what's and, interesting. And his agent's going to be like, darn right, you better hold out because they're going to pay you. Here's yeah. something interesting, though. Uh, Billups uh, was asked about his journey and if he ever had to deal, make a decision like this. And he told a great story where, so his first four years in the league, he played for five. He played for four teams in five years after being the number three pick. He gets to Detroit. Was going to Detroit. His agent says, take 
I think it was a three-year deal. You can opt out after two or a four opt out after three. And he said, no, I want the longest deal possible. He took a six-year deal at the minimum, not the minimum, the uh, the mid-level minimum, whatever it was, was $6 million a year, I think. He took that because he said, I just got married and I had kids and my career to that point wasn't very good. So if I can take six years, $36 million, I'm taking it. So he signed it. Two years into that deal, they win the championship and he gets finals MVP. The next year, they almost beat San Antonio for a repeat, but didn't. But still, he would have been a free, he could have opted out had he listened to his agent and got a much bigger deal that year. But instead, but he said, no regrets. I didn't know I was going to do all that. I hadn't done Jack the first four years of my career, five years of my career. So I, I was cool. And he played out two more years, then opted out, then got a four year, $42 million deal or, or something like that. But he's, then he said, you know, yeah, look, but you just said six. Six for thirty-six, and that was a decade was a, ago. More, more than, than a decade, decade ago. ago. That was so. I'm just saying that's. Ago. I know, yeah. but he so Nasir Little's getting seven. Yeah, but well, yeah, but yeah, no, there's no question. It's it's a light contract. <laughs> but Billups was still a number three pick, and he had been a starter. He was going to be a starter for Detroit. So, but it was only and it was only the mid-level exception, uh, or veteran, whatever some exception it was. But yeah, no, I mean you're right. It's 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 crazy in a lot of ways, but I think for the Blazers it's just huge. If you're telling me I got a potential yeah. starter with his ability, and I only got I only have to pay him seven million dollars, that is huge for your rotation. Hey. It's huge for your bottom line. And even if he doesn't end up being a starter, but if he's a rotation player, seven million dollars is a good deal. No, no question. You know, there's no doubt. No question. You're not getting guys playing you know significant parts of of your games and your season for that that amount of money. So for the Blazers, it seems like a no brainer. They're high five and, and hoping that, you know, they're hoping that he's going to want to hold out in two years. Cause that <laughs> means that, you know, that he's taking a huge jump and that might mean a, a big difference for this season and next season. So anyway, all right, well, let's get into let's it. Get in this man. Blazers start at Sacramento Wednesday. I will be there live and in color checking out these Blazers. The last time they were down there, they got shellacked by the Kings. I asked Billups, we're going to talk about the playoffs, I know, I just would preface this. I asked Billups about, you know, the last four days since the Golden State loss. He says they've definitely improved, et cetera, et cetera. I asked, what are the fans going to see? He's like, yeah, we've gotten better. I asked, how important is it to make the playoffs, which is one of those questions, what else is he going to say? But my point was, you know, given all of the problems, I just want to sort of get an idea from him if this is something he views as like a must and it's a given and we should, or if it's he's being cautionary about it or cautious. And he said, we're going to have some ups and downs. We think we're going to be pretty good, though. But the ups and downs things was the thing. It's like he's basically saying he's expecting growing pains to occur, which means I think we're going to see, like last year, they started the season, they were giving up just just bushels of points almost nightly until they sort of figured out some things and sort of in one four in a row there before Dame ended up getting injured again. Um, but it, it tells me, and then I asked Jeremy Grant, Jerry Grant's dying to get back to the playoffs after two years in Detroit. He feels good about where they are. Of course, Damis said the other day that he's cautiously optimistic. He wants to see how they gel first before he worries about where they're going to be. But all this leads me to believe that this is a team that thinks they can make the playoffs, but isn't quite convinced. Yeah, <laughs> I think that. I think. Uh, I think that says that. That's a lot of us, right? I think that's a lot of us. Uh, and, and and you know, it's weird because. When you set out to do this, your optimism grows, and then you start doing the research, and you're like, "Well, where are we going to get those wins? Like, who are we better than, and how are we going to do it?" So when I looked at the playoffs, um, and 
I needed a, a Fentress ruling, and you ruled. So is play in count as playoffs? No, it's not okay, the playoffs. There's the it's ruling, the play folks. The playoffs is a 16 team field. Okay. Okay. So there you go. So if you're not in the top eight, you're not in. Not intends a joke. I can't even believe they're doing it. Like it's insulting. We need 10 teams in the postseason. <laughs> really? We need teams 10 games under money, 500. Money, 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 money. It's, <laughs> it's all about the money, Fentress. I, I don't even think I've even watched a playing game for real the last couple of years. Like they're just corny to me. It's just ridiculous. So no. Uh, I watched I watched I watched them, but you know, that's that's they were right. on in the background. I'd watch two old guys play. I yeah, I'd watch two old guys playing catch outside. And I'd, I'd root for one of them to drop it. <laughs> Yeah, that's you know, it's a competition, baby. Anytime this place gotta keep score. But so when I looked at it, I, I right now, I I don't have the Blazers in the in the playoffs. I just I looked at it and I just listed the teams better than them. I mean, are they better than the Warriors? No. Are they better than the Clippers? No. Are they better than the Grizzlies? No. Are they better than the Nuggets? Are they better? They're not better than the Grizzlies. Are they better than the Nuggets? You think they're better than the Nuggets? No. Right. Do you think they're better than the Suns? No. Do you think they're better than the Mavs? Mm, okay. Keep going. You say no. Are, are they better than the Are they better than the T Wolves? Potentially. <laughs> Potentially a lot, but not. Are they better than the Pelicans? Potentially. Are they better than the Lakers? Oh yeah. I mean, you got a lot of potential, but if I were a bet man, and I am, I'm not so sure I'm thinking they're going to have a better record than the Lakers or the T-Wolves or the Mavs. I mean, when I look at those teams, uh, the Blazers have no reason for me to say that they, they are. And they're not better than the Nuggets. They're not better than the Grizzlies. I mean, these are teams that – I mean, the Grizzlies were the two seed last year. I mean, it's just it, – and they're getting better. So I I find that – hard for them to get I mean that's nine teams I don't they're gonna have to get past a couple of them to get in there uh to make the playoffs and what I look at and we'll talk about win totals so I I'm right now I think they're a play-in team if I were you know I'd gamble on them being a play-in team not a playoff team um what you know are you thinking they're a playoff team okay you got them better so, than those some of the, a couple of those teams so here's here's the thing we know for a fact that there's going to be a couple of teams that are going to fall to pieces, right? Like last year, the Blazers were one. The Blazers were the sixth seed just a couple of years ago, remember? Right? Mm-hmm. 42 and 30, that was in 72 games. Um, I think this team is better than that team on paper. So that puts me in my head at 48 to 50 wins which last year would have been fifth in the West. Utah's gone out of the equation from last year. Lakers, though, should be back if they're healthy. Blazers could be back in the mix. We'll see. Pelicans are going to be better if Zion stays healthy. Minnesota got better, right? Denver got, uh, what's his face back? Um, Jamal Murray, right? Murray. Murray. Yeah. Okay. So he's, he's what's his face? Right. Pretty darn good. So my, my thing is that, on paper, <laughs> the dreaded paper, if Grant is what I think he's going to be, 
and Simons can adequately adequately replace McCollum. I think this team is going to be in the mix to win 45 plus. Okay. Now, whether that makes them finish sixth or tenth depends on how things go in the rest of the conference. Because we we don't know who who could collapse. We don't know who could have a season like the Lakers did or like the, or like Portland did last year. Last year, the teams that collapsed were the Clippers, Lakers, and Portland because of injuries, right? From the previous year. Because those three teams that the previous season were top seven. Three of the top seven fell to nine or lower last year. So if the Blazers stay healthy, Grand Simons come through, they're going to win 45 plus. If they win 45 plus, I think that gets them into the playoffs. I agree. I agree if they win 45 plus. Okay. But I mean, yes, you're right. There could be collapses. There could be, uh, you know, other teams are saying, and, you know, the Blazers, a lot of people picked them to go to the playoffs last year, and then they had a collapse. Exactly. That's why I, I so, said that. Right. You know, the Blazers, yeah, the no, Blazers, Lakers, and Clippers it. all fell apart. Yep. Yep. It, yeah. There's a chance for that, um, but there's also a chance the Kings are good. True. You know, I mean, there's a chance the Kings are True. good. No one expected Memphis to do what Memphis did. Um, so I think that's, uh, you know, potentially a uh, a big uh, uh, wild card that there are. I don't think there's many other teams. I mean, the bad teams in the West are bad, right? There, There's some really bad teams. I mean, I don't know how the Jazz – you know, I don't see the Jazz doing anything. See, there's there's uh, another thing. The so, Jazz, the Jazz were fifth last year. They're out of it. Yeah. So okay. So right, so let right. me so let me go through. If everyone's healthy, I think Phoenix, Golden State, I'll give you I, I'll give you Memphis. I'm not I'm not a big I'm I'm not huge on that. I think Denver, I think the Clippers, I think those five are going to be flat out better if everyone's healthy. I think after that, I think if the Blazers are running. If Dame's Dame, I think the Blazers are going to be you right there. You love the Pelicans. You love the Pelicans. I love Pelicans. their potential. I worry about Zion, though. I don't, and I don't think that the Blazers are, are definitely better than them if Dame is on and Grant is what he's supposed to be. So, again, these are, these are what the Blazers are firing at optimal levels. I think that they, I think they can challenge with Dallas. I think they can challenge with Minnesota, the Pelicans, and the Lakers. I think... I don't think those four teams are necessarily flat out better if Dame is at his power. If Dame's giving you 28 or the potential, he doesn't have to do it. The shooting percentages are 45 and 40. And he's at any given time capable of dropping 50 like he used to be. If he's that guy, how are they not at least 500? He's never not been 500 unless there's just been, a, a well, since he'd come of age, a tremendous amount of injuries around him that, that bubble year. Remember when everyone fell apart? Hood, Collins. Uh, Nurk yep. wasn't back. So they were sub 500 then when he was going ballistic, right? But then at the bubble, he went ballistic. Nurk was back. Collins was back. And they won 8 of 10 or whatever it was. 6 of 8. I can't remember. So if if Dame, and then last year, he was, and then two years ago, he was carrying him, right? So if Dame is back to that guy with what they have on the roster, they're automatically 500. So can, can he get, can they get five or six more wins? I think they can if everything else falls into place. So that's sort of where I am. I, look, I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just saying Podcast there's over. a lot that has to fall into place. <laughs> but but no, but I'm saying like I made a call. I said playing. 
You okay. you you said if 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 this the whole point of this podcast <laughs> is to put you know a stake in the ground and have something to look back. Are on. you telling me to I pick a side? Play it. Are you telling me to pick a side? Yes. Are they in the playoffs or not? That's what the question is. Playoffs? No playoffs. Make a call. Okay. We can I'll all make. I'll make a if, call. If, if, if. I'll make a call. It's going to be lame as hell though. <laughs> of course, it they're is. at least going to be in that seven to ten range, and if they're healthy. They'll win and get into the playoffs. How about that? I mean, that's literally not what I asked. I said play-in. You're saying either playoffs or in the play-in. Thanks for nothing. So basically you're saying they're not going to stink, which, no, I'm not, I mean, that's not the question. The question, you're, you could have, let me just say this. If you could have, that could have qualified if you didn't come out so strong and say that the play-in is not the playoffs. Like if you would have said the play-in counts as the playoffs, then you're in. But you didn't. You made a firm statement that the play-in doesn't count. So are they in 7-8 or are they in 9-10? Like that's, you You got to make a call. You got to say it. Or you got to admit that you don't have the guts to make the call. Hey, yeah, I think Craig would be great for this podcast. Why, Fanchis? We get along great, and he just knows how to deal with me, and he doesn't take my crap, and he, we can go back and forth, and no one gets their feelings hurt, and he'll tell me if he thinks I'm full of crap, even when I'm 100% right. Oh, really? That sounds interesting. Now I'm sitting there like, what was I thinking? Okay, fine. Now, you want to be you, you want to be exactly the way I thought you would be when I said I wanted you on this podcast with me? Okay, fine. Fine. You want to play that way? Fine. Here's what I have to I say. I do. Here's what, <laughs> here's what I have to say. Okay. I'm going to say, yes, they're making the playoffs. How about that? There the playoffs. Yep. All right. They'll be there in the go. top That's eight. All you had to do. They'll be in the top eight. There they're you go. Make the playoffs. All right. I don't know what's going to happen from there, but they're going to make it. That's it. You did it. Woo. You could stop talking. That's it. You got Woo. it. You made the call. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. You know, I tipped my cap if I had one. Right. So now let's talk about win, to- win total predictions. I know you're going to have to go plus 45. <laughs> Caesars, the gamblers out there, say 40 and a half, 40.5. So I, my prediction is actually uh, is 43, 44 wins. So, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say I think they're going to go over, and I think they're going to be right around – I do think they're going to be just above 500. And that's why I don't think they're going to get in because I think they're going to win 43 or 44 games, which I don't think gets you in the top eight. So um, it gets you in the play in. Do you have a win total it gets you in, in mind? Gets you in the play in, probably. And then if you win that, you can get in, obviously. Right. That's okay. why I call play it. Okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go 46. Okay. We're both going over. You're going 46, which probably gets you the eight seed. And if everything goes well, wrong in the West, it somehow it doesn't the seven. get you the eight seed unless you win the play-in. That's my point. Top six get in, seven through ten play, play it right. out. Right. So. Okay. All right. Okay. There you go. All right. So we're uh, we're okay on that. So we both think the over is the smart bet. So, um, but now we got to figure out how they get there and or how they don't get right. there. Right. So if the Blazers win less than forty, what in your mind went wrong? Defense, defense, defense. <laughs> <laughs> if they play defense like they did in the preseason, they will not make – they will not win 40.5. Uh, I mean, that's, to me, the obvious thing. Obviously, there's a lot more things that could go wrong. But, um, you know, history says these guys can score. History does not say they can play defense. So, I think it's so it's so sadly simple that if the the Blazers don't – 
make, it doesn't have to be a huge stride, but if they don't make any strides on defense, then they shouldn't have hired this coach (laughs) and they they shouldn't have blown it up a little bit. They should have just kept playing the way they, you know, Terry Stott's basketball and winning 45 games, 46 games. Uh, But they need to make, I mean, to me, it's that simple. If they don't, they don't show us something on defense that um, they're not going to, they, if they play to win 40, ugly, ugly defense, 40. just talking 40. I'm just saying they're, if their defense doesn't get better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you're right. They, no, nope, I don't think so. I think they have to play better defense than they have, or they won't win 41 games. So I disagree. I, I think that I think it comes down to Lillard hundred percent because the defense was bad two years ago and they won 42 out of 72. And that was with CJ and Nurkic missing a combined 60 games last year. The defense was really bad to start, but who was awful? Lillard. He got off to the worst start of his career, and they were 6-8 and eight still with him playing horribly and the defense being bad. And then he picked it up. Like, it was crazy. They came home for a four-game stretch. He started lighting it up. And next thing they knew, they were 10-8. and eight, And that they were still bottom three in the NBA in, uh, in scoring um, defensive rating. So, yeah, defensive rating. So... I for me, it's all about Lillard. If Lillard is on, everything else is going to fall into place on offense. They're going to be a top five, top seven offense, and then that mitigates still being a bad defense, and they still win over forty. They might not get to my forty six, but they still win over forty. If they don't get over forty, it's because Dame either gets injured again or he's not the same. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that. My part was assuming that Damien's the same. I get yeah. what you're saying. We, you're we saying have our own one. If you're da- yeah. our own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. If da- You're basically saying if Damien's Damien, their defense could still stink and they'll still somehow win 41 exactly. games. Which is – We've seen them do yeah. it. No, that's fair. So my question is if you if they win more than 40.5, like, you know, what, what went right? But I think we'll – let's just up it. Like if they make the playoffs, they win more than 45. What went right? Now, uh, now, now, now is the defense. The defense is middle of the pack. The defense is between ten and fifteen in defensive rating. Because uh, I think the offense, I think the offense is going to be a given. Like I think the offense is going to be really good. Um, but yeah, if they can get their defensive rating from they were thirtieth last year up to between between ten and fifteen, boom! I think forty five wins is, is a given. So what I'm going to do here is kind of I, I kind of play this the opposite. I think that if Ant doesn't step it up with Damien and and I hate to bring up your guy because I know you're gonna bring it up, but to me, if he's not if he's not a borderline, you know, all-star type player, which, you know, when we talk about borderline all-stars, it's like fifty guys in the NBA, right? right? But <laughs> if he's not a guy that uh can equal that CJ status, I do worry about the offense, right? How is that gonna flow? Cause they gotta play together. Because they're not going to be able to do it, you know. They're both going to have to play 35 minutes a game on this team, and if they can't find a way for Ant to still stand out and uh, you know be a guy who averages you know 22 to 25 a night, Ooh, that's a they're going to struggle. I don't hey, man, that's what CJ did. That's what CJ did. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying he averaged right around there. Yeah, and I don't know what kind of you know what the truth is. We don't know what kind of guard. And it's going to be with Damien on the court. We don't know. Maybe he ends up being the guy getting seven assists a night, right? We don't know. 
I, I just I have to figure that part out. Possibly. Ant is going to get his shots uh, within the offense. I don't think he'll be a, have a gunner's mentality. If he is shooting 40% from threes and 45% total from the, from the field, which he's done, then it doesn't matter to me whether he averages 17 or 25 because he's efficient. Aaron, if he does that, so, he's not going to get 17. He's going to get 23. You know what I mean? Like, if he shoots what those percentages, he's not going to take, you know, 11 shots a game. You know what I mean? Like, do the math. Like, You're probably right. You might, you might be right, but I just think, yeah, I mean, you might be right. I mean, if he shoots, if he takes 18 shots, and he knows he's going to take 12 of them or three sometimes, but I mean, I mean, if he takes eight threes, I mean... <laughs> I'm just saying, if he takes 10 threes in a game and then he shoots 40%, that's 12 points right off the bat. Like, and that's 10 shots. And he's not going to take, maybe yeah, he won't take 10 threes, yeah. but he'll take seven or eight a game. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, probably. 25 is high for me. I, I'm a, if Van gives them. I, admittedly. Yeah, 18 to 21, I, and they're highly efficient. I think I think they're fine. I, I still think, because we don't know what Dame's going to be. Like, is Dame going to try and go on a revenge tour? Or is right. Dame going to be willing to defer? Uh, more than in the past, so we'll see. Well, that's what I mean. What's that chemistry going to be like? Right. To me, if Ant, if it works, they're they're they are a top, you know, set seven offensive team. If it doesn't, they're not. All right, breakout player prediction. You know, I had an editor back in the day who'd always say, "Don't use breakout, use breakthrough," because breakout could mean you know breaking out of jail. And I rolled my eyes at him, like, "Good God, you don't, you don't have anything better to do but to come up with that distinction." But anyway, ever since then, I always use breakthrough. Though <laughs> it worked. Okay. Um, so anyway, but, but, I, but I but I prefer breakout. But I always think of them. Anyway, uh, breakout player prediction. Who you got? So I, I'm gonna cheat here because I wrote that and then thought about it, and I'm really gonna say the the person that I is the most important to, to kind of break out is the head coach. Because to me. You know what I mean? A twist. I'm just saying, like, I've no, we don't know. We could, all it is is talk about what kind of coach Chauncey Billups is. It's just talk. So we need to see Chauncey Billups show us what he's got. And hopefully, all these things we're talking about, none of it works if Chauncey Billups can't figure out a way to improve the defense. None of this works if Chauncey Billups can't figure out a way to have. Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons, you know, exist together in a way that that offense is, you know, a top, you know, eight offense. And that's what I'm most interested in. And I don't know how you evaluate, evaluating coaching is always, is difficult at many levels. Um, But last year we didn't get to evaluate it at all. I think that's, that's fair. So uh, this year, I hope things don't go the way they did and we'll get to say like, oh, okay, that's, uh, that's good. I see where I see what a you know a Chauncey Billups coached team looks like, or or we might say like, ooh, I'm not so sure that was the best move. Uh, so I am doing wild card. I'm going with Chauncey Billups as being needing to needing to break out. I like break it. through. I Sorry. like it. I break like through. It. Good plot twist there. I'm gonna go with uh, Jeremy Grant, which he's had some success. But I think he's going to take his game to a completely different level this year. I've already said in my fact of interest that he will be an all-star in a Blazers uniform. I'm not saying that's going to happen this year. But I think we will see the level of efficiency and overall 
uh, scoring ability and defensive presence that an all-star would have this season. I really feel like he's a great fit for this team. Playing next to Dame is going to be huge for him, and he's going to bust out big time. Like, I'm talking <laughs> just what the points don't matter. The average 20 in Detroit. It's not that. It's just the efficiency is going to be there, and that's going to make them such a different team because he's a, he's a his ability to score in a wider array of ways than anyone in a long time because it's just an athleticism, ability to finish, his length, his leaping ability. He can just do things that other Blazers haven't been able to do forever since Batum or before that. I mean, I don't even know. Who, where do you go? Yeah, he can maybe do th- – he might be able to do things better than Batum. Who they had. Like, well, he's the, best, he's the best forward they've had since LaMarcus Aldridge. Right, given. But Marcus wasn't the same type of athlete. So who athletically had they ever no. had at six eight? I mean, old, old well, Travis aging, Outlaw aging athletically blew him yeah, out of the water. That's true, but he, he had, just he didn't, he didn't have any skills. You know, yeah, <laughs> he just didn't do any of the other stuff, right? Uh, but no, nobody can say that Travis Outlaw wasn't you know athletically gifted and as gifted as Grant. Um, and there were moments. There were moments. There were moments. Uh, of of that success. So that's where I would go with that. But you kind of stole my thunder on the next one because the next one we want to discuss is other than Damon Lillard, who's a given, who can the Blazers least afford to lose for a significant stretch of time? And my guy for this answer was going to be Grant for all the things that you said. I think he has to be the glue that puts this all together. Um, I think he's going to be glue on defense and I think he's going to be glue on offense. And uh, I think emotion-wise, he's going to be one of those guys. Obviously, Damian always brings it. I think we're expecting a lot of energy um, from Hart. Uh, We'll get energy from Peyton off the bench um, and hopefully some energy from Nasir. But uh, to me, for all the reasons you explained and the fact that I, I believe he'll be, if it all works out, he's going to be the glue that holds this together. You lose Grant. Uh, you just don't have anyone that can replace him and do what the Blazers need him to do for them to win. Okay. I can get on board with that. I know who you're going to say. Yeah, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. But I know who you're going I'm with. not going to say Ant. <laughs> this is an Ant-free show. Oh, but you should. <laughs> From Aaron Frenchers. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Nurkic. They don't have okay. another legitimate starting center. They would have to play small ball all year, all year. You got Eubanks, Watford, and Olivier, who will probably be in the mix. And you got, I mean, Justice Winslow can play some center. I mean, if Nurkic goes down, as inconsistent as he is, he does give you stuff. <laughs> he does stuff. Right? He's big. He's big. He does stuff. Uh, and they don't really have a legit backup. So to me, you need that guy 65 at least. 65 games, that, that, that has a missing 17. That's a lot, but 65 at least and engaged, and then you're 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 in good shape. If he misses half the season or whatever, I think you're in trouble. Fair. <laughs> you know, I think we could pick – this isn't a – I mean, there's – they're so versatile. They're, they're, they're so – like, even if you lost Dane, right? Okay, you start and a point, start hard at guard, start Nasiro or Justice at small forward. I think you can survive longer with that because we saw a little bit of evidence of that last year than you can if you're starting Dame, Ant, Hart, Grant, and Winslow. Winslow? Watford? Like who? That is devastating. Yep. Because you have two small guards, dude. 
you got to have some protection behind them. If Eubanks is behind them, you're done. If Watford, love him, kid, done. Olivier, seven-footer that they were able to sign to a training camp contract, and he's going to be your rim protector behind those two for 20 or 30 games? Ooh, you're in trouble. So I'm going with him. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I mean, uh, I think if Nurkic is out for the year, that we've talked about the fact that there's just no – there's no depth there. They ran out of money, right? They just ran out of money, and they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't get a lot of depth in the in the four uh, in the front court. So uh, it's fair. Uh, I just think he's. Uh, I think there's ways to play in this modern NBA and cause matchup problems, and they would. They'd have to play small ball and and hope that the matchup problems they cause is gonna are gonna be worse than the ones that they face. Um, but I think it's fair to say that if they lose either Grant, Lillard, Anthony Simons, or Nurkic for a significant period of time, this team will struggle to uh, win consistently against good teams. I think that that's fair because they have one all-star and we're hoping for a couple guys to step up and be borderline all-stars or show it. So, um, I think we could have gone a lot of different directions there. So I hate agreeing you with you. And that was the one I debated. Like, is it Nurkic? To me, it's kind of like, yeah, it is Nurkic, but I'm trying to see what this team can do um, maybe above and beyond mediocrity. And uh, Grant Grant's my guy, but uh, that's why they play the game. That that's is. why we get to see it on Wednesday, baby. That and is. the Kings will be a good – that's a great first test, right? A team that thinks they're up and coming, a team that's been so bad for so long who thinks they might not be bad for very long, at home, home opener. They might not be at full strength. No no GP2, right? Not – oh, yeah, not to start the season. We didn't talk about that last time, did we? That just came out, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, real um, quick. GB2 out for, kinda... for two weeks. <laughs> what say you? There you go. Bad. Bad for defense. They need him. Okay, we wrap that up. All right. Right, that's good. <laughs> I do have a fa- <laughs> I, I do I do yeah, bad. They signed him for defense, and defense is bad. They need him. The end. Uh anyway, okay. I do have a factor Fentress, though. All right, let's hit it. This is the time when Aaron Fentress I do. either tells you something that is true. Or he tells you something genius. that is crazy, and I'm the one still genius, who gets but you're to crazy. decide if it's fact <laughs> or ventrous. What say you? <laughs> All right. The Portland Trailblazers will finish top seven in offensive rating. You love these rating systems. You love them. Top seven. It's not outlandish, but God, it's optimistic. <laughs> It's really optimistic. Top seven, seven in the entire NBA. Now listen. Okay. In 2020-21, they were fourth, 118.3. Fourth. Last year, with all the problems they had, they weren't fourth. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were 27th at 108. Oh my God, they were ten- the whole league was lower though last year. It was weird. Um so, but we all know what happened with them. We all know how crazy it was. Uh, so I just, I feel like that this team, you know, can get back up to the top seven. And if they do, the defensive rating doesn't have to be great for them to be, you know, 40 plus one team. So this is hard because, so 
I, I say it's fiction. I, I just don't see them getting top seven. I, I mean, they're not, again, I just went over a bunch of teams. We just did the West. I don't think they're going to be better offensively than the Warriors. What? I don't think they're going to be better offensively um, than the Suns. I don't think they'll be better offensively than the Clippers what? or the Grizzlies. So, and then there's the East. <laughs> so, and there aren't that many good teams in these. It's not like, it's not impossible. Obviously, for your predictions to come true, them to win over 45 games, all that, they'll have to be a top seven. My thought is, I don't, I have zero under Terry Stott's coach team. I understood it, right? I understood it. I don't understand yet and what we're going to see. So, with a Chauncey Billups coach team, I know he's not supposed to be, I know he's supposed to play, you know, do stuff on defense <laughs> that's better. Uh, you know, like that's what why he's here, right? So <laughs> Allegedly. they shouldn't have to score that many points. And if they do, to me, the coaching philosophy hasn't shifted. So I know it's it doesn't work that way. I know that when you push down on the defense, it doesn't mean the offense goes up. And, you know, it's not like an actual sliding scale of uh, – I just feel that this team's better off being 10th and not in the bottom third of defense, you know what I mean? And being mediocre on defense, but it's not crazy. It's not crazy. I'm just going to say it's not going to happen, but it, I wouldn't, you're not nuts. Okay. So what, so 115 or better got you top eight last year. So that's for the, the benchmark of what you're looking at for defensive rating. Uh, during that four game stretch. And again, with Billups, we're talking about like, there's two stretches you look at uh, the four games they won in November before things started going south. And then those four games they won before the break um, without Dame, CJ, after they got Hart and Justice Winslow, right? So in those four games in November, they scored 118, 112, 118, 119 to win those four games. That was when Lillard started picking it up and they started playing good basketball again and then everything fell apart. After the trades, they beat the Lakers, Knicks, then went to Milwaukee and Memphis and won. They scored 107, 112, 122, 123 during that stretch. So those two instances where they were had what they had and they were healthy with what they had, they showed signs of being a really good offensive team. And then, of course, after that, this stretch right here was the all-star break, and then all of a sudden, Nurkic got plantar fasciitis, you know what I'm saying, and then all this and that. And then, and then there's one game, Simons went for 38 against Minnesota, and they lost, but they got all of a sudden he had something, right? People started coming. So, so I just feel like the way he wants to play that's different from, from Stotts, that Stotts was all about jack-up threes. Yep. He even told Simons, shoot threes. Billups wants to move the ball, get more paint touches, and shoot the three later in a shot clock if it's when it's more open. Or if you have to shoot a hero three, you're shooting it with two seconds on the shot clock, not 12. So I think if they do that, which they started to do last year, you're getting better looks, you're getting more uncontested shots, your offensive efficiency goes up. So that's why I'm saying I think yeah. that they can be top seven. Right. And you're you're basing it on what you, all you have, which is On nothing. stuff, right? <laughs> which is <laughs> nothing. nothing. Like you're, Minimal you're stuff. You're basing on like a, you're, <laughs> two four-game stretches. <laughs> I mean, like it's ridiculous, and you know it. And I'm just like cringing, like, yeah, I'm sure those are really – that's a really great sample size of Chauncey Billups' offense. And here's the other thing I want to tell you. <laughs> Damian Lillard's going to take a hero three when Damian Lillard wants to take a hero three, <laughs> whether it's 22 seconds on the shot clock, 12 seconds, or two. Uh, so good luck with that, coach. <laughs> 
because he's going to hit two in a row and no. shoot like 40. The Lillard, there's a reason why the Lillard logo thing is a thing. So, yeah, I think everything you said is ridiculous and hysterical. But what? It's not ridiculous. It's, that's all I had. Go on. Right, it's right, very sound. Right. It's very sound. Like if you looked at my family. I'm making the most what I got. looked at my family and we're like, well, Craig's not that short. Because you're just looking at my family, right? And I'm and everyone else is so dang short. I look average. Like you took eight games out of eighty-two, and you somehow mushed them into saying this is. If that's Chauncey Phillips coaching, that's the best example. No, exactly. exactly. It's all you got. He's eight. No. Johnson, listen, Johnson Bills when either Dame is the insanity in time and Dame's playing well, or we had Ant, uh, Hart, and Zul together, he's a no. <laughs> did you get that? I did get it. Your mic went a little funky there. Your mic went a little oh, funky, did, which I think, I, you know what I think that is? It's probably best. It's probably best. Yes, that's what I, I think that's called. Uh, that's called good timing. <laughs> Let's play some ball. Wow. Let's play some ball. Wow. wow. I can't Let's wait. Go. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be in Sacramento, then I'm coming back for Phoenix. I'm not going to go to LA, but then I'm going to go on the next trip to Phoenix, back to back. We're going to get this thing rolling, man. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thanks for listening to the Blazer Focus Podcast. If you like the show, please leave a five-star rating and a positive review in Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend. It really helps us grow an audience. And be sure to smash that subscribe button. You don't want to miss another episode where next week we make way too big a deal out of the first few games of the season. (laughs) Thank you, Zoom Care. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Thank you, Craig. And we want to thank Zoom Care once again. Seriously, I've been there numerous times. They do a great job. It's called Zoom Care for a reason. You zoom in. They do whatever it is to you need to be done. And they zoom back out. That's my kind of doctor's visit. We'll see you next time on the Blazer Folks Podcast.